<laughs> okay, we're we're recording. All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And And we we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Again. Hello. We didn't start out by laughing about something this time. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm feeling like a little um, excited and um, questionable maybe about this recording just because you told me you had some, some, yeah, some great things to say. Yeah. Some great things that I'm, yeah. Uh, to the point where Jonathan's like last night, he said, are you sure you want to talk about Ooh. that? And I said, yes. I felt called to talk about it on the last one and I didn't. And okay. so I feel like I have to do it today. And I also reached out to two. I talked to my mom's Bible study leaders on the phone. I don't talk to anybody on the phone. I yeah. literally had her reach out to them, t- tell them that I was going to call them. And I called them and got just like spiritual counsel, I feel like, so that I could speak on it and feel okay about it. Where this all started, um, and it what I'm going to talk about that part is not the topic. It's just like, I feel like it needs to come up. So yeah. Um, why I wanted to talk about this, like we're talking about today, um, sort of like living your life in integrity, advancing the kingdom of God, a kingdom mindset. And it came from, um, my devotion the other day, um, which I just want to read to you. Um, and it's, it was the title is practicing what we preach. If the way you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then it's wrong. Okay. Oh, right. Conviction right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, In describing our beliefs, our actions are far better descriptors than our words. Yet far too many of us spend more energy talking about our beliefs than living by them with predictably poor results. As believers, we must be we must be aware our actions should always give credence to the changes that Christ can make in the lives of those who talk who walk with him. Mm -hmm. Your beliefs shape your values and your values shape your life. Is your life a clearly crafted picture book of your creed? Are your actions always consistent with your beliefs? Are you willing to practice the philosophies that you preach? Hopefully Mm -hmm. so. Otherwise, you'll be tormented by inconsistencies between your beliefs and your behaviors, which we have both lived a life like that. Yeah. Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. What you do reveals what you believe about God. Mm-hmm. What you do reveals what you believe about God, regardless what of what you what do you reveals, <laughs> regardless of what you say. Wonderful. When God reveals what he has purposed to do, you face a crisis, a decision time. God in the world can tell from your response what you really believe about God. Mm-hmm. When you stand up for your beliefs and when you follow your conscience, you'll feel better about yourself. When you don't, you won't. Yeah. Period. Total descriptor of the life that I used to live. And sometimes I feel almost like, well, I shouldn't. I, okay. The Christian hypocrite, right? Like you hear that all Christians are hypocrites, right? Um, right. So it's sometimes I feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't be the one to say that um, because mm-hmm. I did all these things, right? Like I made all these bad choices. I made all these mistakes. I hurt so many people. And, um, 
gosh, I wasn't even going to say this, but like I had an abortion and, um, you know, I made a post about it years ago on Instagram. Um, and I have had a couple of people throw it in my face and I just feel like, honestly, like who better to say how hurtful and horrible abortion is than someone who walked it. And it was horrible. It was horrible. Do I know where my life would be now had I not made that decision? No, I wonder that sometimes if I'd had another baby and another daddy, would I be, would I be in Virginia? Would I like, but God would have worked that out. <laughs> he would have yeah. worked that out. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I was definitely didn't plan on saying that, but, um, yeah. you know, just, well, the- and I have said numerous times, like I got a DNC, but I mean, that's an abortion. Um, I would have a almost grown child right now. Um, I knew that I was pregnant and continue to be told that I wasn't right. It was like false negatives, false Mm -hmm. negatives, false negatives in that season of my life. I was very heavily drinking and using drugs, all kinds of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the day that they were like, yeah, you're pregnant. Um, but your child is brain dead. Like, yeah. Wow. I just feel like, so, so I guess what, what I'm trying to say is that like, if every sinner was not allowed to then go on to repent, change, be different and speak about God and, you know, change, then no one would be able to speak. We're all sinners. We've all made huge, huge mistakes. But the difference is in if you have a kingdom mindset and if you, again, like that's the key is repenting of your sins, living a different life, asking for forgiveness, believing that you've been forgiven, which I have asked is asked and answered. And I I know that I'm forgiven by God. It doesn't mean that there aren't days that it's still, when I read something, you know, there's a sign on the highway in Iowa going to my parents' house and it said abortion equals one dead, one wounded. And it, every time I drive by it, I just like, you know, like, forgive me, father. Like I, I, I did a terrible thing, but it's why this whole thing recently has been so triggering for me and why I know that it is not the best choice and why I'm okay in saying what I believe. Um, but again, I, I feel like just this whole hypocritical Christians, right? Like we're all hypocrites. We're all sinners. We're all doing these things. But if we're trying to live our lives in a different way and we're trying to spread the good news and we're trying to share the gospel and we're trying to share the love of Jesus with people, like we're doing, we're doing what we can, right? It's our whole, it's our whole calling in life. Our whole purpose in the world is to advance his kingdom and bring glory to God. Right. So what, who can bring more glory to God than a sinner that who was at the bottom and made terrible choices and then has turned their life around and lives a different life, a different life. Instead of like when you hear of a hypocrite or when you hear of the people that are just checking the boxes that are just going to church. When you told me you wanted to talk about this, it was so incredible because I just sat in church last Sunday and that was the message Mm -hmm. is, are you advancing the kingdom? Like, or are you coming here and checking the boxes when, when you're saying some of those things or you're hearing some of those things in the Sunday service, are you like, you know, uncomfortable and you're, are you sweating? Yeah. Right. Or are you not like, yeah. I know for you, 
like you're not sweating when they bring up those things in church because you are rooted in Christ just like I am. Like when I hear those things now, I feel like, oh, praise you, God, that yeah. I for bringing me out of it. Your kingdom. Yes. I am living in rooted in You Christ. loved me yeah. enough to never give up and to continue this good work you're doing in me. And you saw my potential. And, you know, when no one else did, when I couldn't even see it for myself, God saw it. Um, so I just feel like being kingdom minded or kingdom focused is it's the opposite of being selfish, right? Um, Matthew 6, 33 tells us, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So when you seek the kingdom, we're seeking God, but more specifically, we are seeking his will on earth. So it's about his will and not the individual person, right? And his will sometimes does not line up. You think you got better ideas. Yeah. Um, but when you're living out of the will of God, just stuff doesn't go right. You know, like you have to be in his will and, you know, it's hard to figure that out sometimes. And that's why you just got to humble yourself and stop and just pray, like ask for clarity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you want for me out of this? Um, our entire purpose on this earth is to glorify God and advance his kingdom. God has unique plans and purposes for each person, but whatever those plans are like, they ultimately result in his glory. And that's just, that's the thing, right? Or they don't. Well, his plan would right yeah if you're living in his will ultimately yeah. you will glorify god with your life no matter what your specific plan is right whatever that looks like for you um yeah. but the hard thing that it the hard thing you'd think that would have been it wasn't so um i was in church the other day at park valley right two weekends ago and first of all, best worship it's ever been like the best worship it's ever been. And Jonathan was with me as she was in kids church. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so pastor Barry comes out and he said, um, you know, he just like got right into it. And he said that, um, a same sex couple came to church and, um, asked to be a part of the baby dedication and immediately. Okay. Talk about sweating in church. I was like, please don't like, I just was so, didn't know what he was going to say. And I I was like, oh, like, I love this church. So I'm going to need this to like align with what it is that I believe. Right. So he, he started to say like, um, basically he, he chose not to allow it. He said that, um, the, the baby dedication is really nothing about a baby. It's about a parent's promise to raise their child biblically based on what the Bible says. Right. So as you can imagine, some people clapped and some people were dead silent. And he went on to like, you know, share some things about the family and that we, we love them from the tops of their heads to the tips of their toes, but that, that it's very clear in the Bible that that is not a godly way to live. Right. And he gave scripture. It was uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. It was an uncomfortable service. And I was really happy that Asher was in um, kids church that day um, yeah. and not sitting there. But he, I believe that his decision was the right decision. And when he, he said, what is the point of church if it's to conform to culture? We yeah. cannot conform to culture as a church. Now, this does not mean we don't love everyone. We love right. them, but they're living in habitual sin. Like they can repent of that. They can ask God for forgiveness and they can work to live a different life. That's what repentance is. If you don't know, repenting is just like you ask for forgiveness and then you repent, meaning you live differently, right? 
You live a life that honors God. And so what ended up happening is that there was a firestorm, basically, like people were so angry. And in fact, as I was sitting there, I was like, I wonder if there's extra security here today because people get so, you know, ugly about things like this. So what happened is that like the Facebook reviews on Park Valley, people were, I mean, this church teaches hate. This church is horrible. This church is not a safe place. This church does not support LGBTQ. This church, blah, 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 would not recommend, would not recommend, would not recommend. And then anyone who was standing up for what the church did would be like, you know, belittled and whatever in the comments. Well, then this family came out saying like, um, making like a TikTok saying, um, you know, showing their sweet, precious baby and he's the happiest thing. And we went to this church and we were turned away. And, um, I would hate to have been a parent in there with an LGBTQ child hearing that God hates them. And I was just like, Whoa, like, that's not what he said. Like, that's not at all what he said. He said, we love them. And you know that, but it just, he was put in this position to make this decision and he he made the right choice. Like he just, he did, he made the right choice. And I don't believe he would have made it a sermon, but they had already been on social media and he needed, it needed to be addressed. So then they were saying like, oh, he made a spectacle of our family. And now we're, we're getting threats and all these things, which I don't know if that's true. I pray that's not the truth, Um, but it caused this huge, you know, huge ripple in our church. And I got to be honest, and I'm not proud of this, but I did. I only watched online last week because I was afraid that like, I don't know, like, is someone going to go in there and shoot up the church? Because there's all this, but. I got over that. I'm like, no, we're good. We're and there is a church. lot of security. That There's a lot of security. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, but like, remember last year I read that book, um, gay girl, good God. I would really yeah. suggest that to people that like, um, struggle with this. And I, this is why I like got on that phone call last night because I, I want, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be unloving. I don't want to be judgmental. That's not my job to judge anyone, but I just don't think that's what, this is not a judgment. It's yeah. simply upholding the teachings of the Bible, you know? And like, it's just like, we can't just as easy, as much easier as it would be to just be like, oh yeah, we, we just love everybody, which we do. But Let's just kind of bend what God said to make everybody well, like a constitution too. And you know that I actually had a little bit of a hard time going to Park Valley during the elections and everything, because I, I continue to say, you don't have to say what I want you to say in church, but you have to address it. Stand for like, right. Yeah. The whole church and state, like it actually was church and state. And if you actually know the, like, you know, like this nation is one nation under God, the reasons why our nation is so divided is because it is ungodly. And like, those are the things that matter to us. Um, the things that they're trying to push on our children with the agenda, with all of that specifically is probably why he was, you know, so convicted to actually make that hard decision. Again, not that it's because he doesn't love everybody because he does. Pastor Barry is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, what you're saying, advancing the kingdom of God does mean that you stand up for what you believe in um, and you stand for what the Bible says. And, um, you know, it, 
I, I had a little bit of a hard time for a little while where I was then going or I was listening to a sermon and then going to Park Valley. Yeah, we would or, listen know. to Cornerstone because it was so yeah. refreshing um, because they just do not shy away from that kind of thing. But I think that's why I was feeling so like proud of him for standing up and saying that. And you could tell he was so stressed and he was so, but he did say, um, we expect pushback, but we are not afraid of it. And I was very proud of that too. Like I had goosebumps. Yeah. Um, Because, because he knows, and I had a message from a friend and she's like, Park Valley will be so blessed for this decision, you know? And I know that there are people who are going to listen to this and they're not going to understand it because it sounds, you're hearing me say, what you're hearing me say is that we're judging someone's family. We're not um, allowing a sweet innocent baby to be dedicated. Um, we think we're somehow better than, you know, these people. Um, you're hearing not what I'm saying. (laughs) Like that's not it. Um, so I don't know. It was just a, it was just a very interesting thing. Well, and Um, it's, it's hard. Um, it is hard, but it's not about not loving people. I've said that I believe like a same sex attracted person, that would be the hardest thing to overcome in the, like, you're just called to die to it. Like, this is something that you, you have to just die to that part of you, which is, but it's like, you have to die to the alcoholic in you, right? You have to die to that because you're living out of the life that God has for you, you are living outside of God's will for your life. If you're in that. And I was like, so when I was on the phone last night, I'm like, but what about the people who are going to say, well, do you observe the Sabbath? Do you, do you also pick and do you, or do you cover yourself? Do you, do you speak in church? Like you're a woman, like there are things that we, I, I see what you're saying. Like, if that's your thought, I get that. And I was like, how do I, how do I like, you know, like, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know. Like, how do I come to terms with like, cause yeah. that is true. That is true. Yeah. I, I, I don't observe the Sabbath day and that's, that's like a cultural thing. Like everybody's just go, go, go work, 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 do, do, do. Um, but when I recognize, okay, so if I, so if it's Sunday and I'm doing something and I'm like, oh gosh, I should be so, and then I'm like, nah, I'm just going to keep on working and doing the right. Like it's <laughs> yeah. the, it's the recognizing the thing. It's the asking for forgiveness and then it's trying to do better. Right. And I don't know. I just, what, what they said to me last night was like, one, as soon as you get into an argument with someone you've lost, um, like there's no point in arguing because you're probably not going to change someone's mind. You can share your, your piece or whatever. Um, but they also said that like, um, it's the carnal mind versus like the Holy spirit in you and the carnal mind, you know, will make you believe all these different things, but the Holy spirit speaks to your heart, right? The the carnal mind is like Satan's main territory, right? So he's going to tell you like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. She's a hypocrite. She's this, she's that, but you're not listening to your heart. Like the Holy spirit speaks to your heart and through your heart. And, um, I guess it's kind of finding the difference differentiating between these things, like what's from God, what's, what's from our sinful flesh, what's from Satan. Um, and they also said that, which I thought was cool because they talk a lot about being born again. And I was always like, mom, 
because my mom would be like, well, it's just born again. And I'm like, born again is weird to me because I was always a Christian. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. why do I, why I gotta be born again? Yeah. But I think when you're it, really deciding that to what be. It, right. When yeah. you're an adult and you understand what it all means and you can truly decide to live your life for Christ, right? Of course, we're going to all fall and we're all going to fall short. We're never going to be perfect. Um, we know this, like we are sinful, but when you're born again, you're not a saved sinner. I, and I love that. So when you're born again, you're empowered by the most high God and we're, we're born again, Christians, right? We're not saved sinners. We are born again. Um, and I loved that, like that, how he said that, that made me just feel so good. Um, trying to think what else they said to me because it was, you know, and he, he did say too, he said, you know, when someone criticizes me, I just say, you know, I met with God this morning and he thinks I'm all right. And I, I love that because yeah. it, you know, like I meet with God every morning and God and I are good. And honestly, as long as I know that God and I are good, that's all that matters. Like you can say what you will. And, um, you know, I think part of being a Christian and advancing his kingdom is that you have to show up and talk about hard things. And my favorite example of that, who I also tried to get on the phone last night was, is Brandy Barclay. Like yeah. she is constantly, constantly sharing things that I'm like, eh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Like, you know, um, it's, it makes no, me who else is really a savage right now, dude, is Kanye, Candace Owens, like. That's hilarious because Jade has like 12 nicknames for me today. And today she decided that my new nickname was Candace Owens. So she just kept saying Candace, Candace. And I was like, I don't, uh, it's already like Capitol Hill insurrection. Uh, these are all my nicknames. So she's hollering this shit across the gym. And I'm like, okay. But another beautiful example of how like, you know what, two people that have strong beliefs or opinions or whatever um, can just really love each other and understand yes. and respect. And <laughs> when I, she was, yeah, she was hollering, you know, Capitol Hill across the gym. And I was like, listen, if you could go back, <laughs> if it was the 2020 election again, Jade, if you could just go back today and she's like, oh, here we go again. I'm like, but would you, <laughs> would you still come on? Be honest. Yeah. Be honest. Come on, <laughs> um, Justin Freischat did a, a poll like that on his Instagram. I kind of want to do it too, just to see, just to like get a pulse or a temperature for like my followers. Um, but yeah. he said, if you go back to 2020, I'm going to do it actually today. If you can go back to 2020 and vote again, who would you vote for? And it was um, 95 to five. And he's like, I Whoa. literally can't even believe there's 5%. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to say that keeps coming up for me is because um, I think that this is important too. So like being in a really, what does being in a relationship with God mean also? Like, okay, for us, we worship, we talk to God every day. We pray. Bible studies, you know, yes, we go to church, but it's all of the other things. Um, yeah. And one of the things, the main things is actually the fruits of the spirit. Okay. Which there are nine things, mm -hmm. um, which are love, joy, peace, goodness, patience, or forbearance, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Self yeah. So like, that's also, if you're like newer or, you know, coming into your faith journey or, you know, whatever, like those are just kinds of, those are the things. Like when, that. when the Holy spirit lives in you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those um, are the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, 
there are a lot of things. Uh, one of the things for me that's really, really hard even is that like, you know, human trafficking, um, a large majority of people that are trafficking are, you know, middle to upper class. Um, they do go to church. And so, you know, those are some things that, you know, I've, I've really come to understand that may be hard for people then to want to come into a relationship like we have with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why it's also so important to live in Christ and be rooted in Christ and to know the difference of, you know, of a church. Goer. So that guy, that guy last night who was, who I was talking to, he said, I, those are not real Christians. They just aren't. absolutely, you're, you're not really a Christian. So you might you're be not. showing up, going through the motions and doing the things, but if you're doing things like that, right. you are not, not advancing the kingdom, <clears throat> you are not rooted in Christ. It's, yes. absolutely. Like that's the whole point I'm trying to get across. Like yeah. people will be like, well, how, but look at this person that, okay, well, they are not <laughs> yeah. rooted in Christ and they clearly are not advancing the kingdom. And but also don't. then pray for them. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying sex traffickers, like, but I mean, I guess we are supposed to pray for them, like, but I mean, like, world. if you know someone True. who like, honestly, that just sounds like a really broken person to me. Like they're wanting to identify with something like God, but yet they haven't been able to like turn their life over. Um, pray oh, for or them. they're going to church to try to find the people. Like, that's or the they're just going to church to put on a front. Like there's those people too. That's like, you know, I mean, that's Satan. <laughs> it's Satan. Yeah. It's that's the difference. And it's really important. You know, I mean, I just continue to say it like our nation right now needs God back. <laughs> like, yeah. In I, all of the ways. Well, and he said too last night, God's hand is in all of this. God is allowing all of this to happen. If you think God's not in control right now, you're wrong. God's in complete control. But just all, th these things have to happen. Kingdoms are going to fall. Like yeah. nations are going to fall. This is going to be likely civil war. There's going to be things that happen, but God is in control and his hand is in all of it because he yeah. will win in the end. He does win in the end. We already know the end. That's yeah. the thing. So where do you want to end up? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's all very, it gets, it feels very uncomfortable and it's all a very slippery slope, but, but again, it, but it, it isn't, it's all spelled out very clearly for us. Um, mm -hmm. and like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. I, I just hope that the message here is not that of one of, Oh, look, they hate gay people. No, no, that's not it at all. We love everyone. And he, he just so clearly said it, you know, like we love them, but you can't conform to culture just because this is like the new, this new age, whatever this is like, no. And if you go to a church, that accepts things like this, though, yeah. if you go to a church that is, is accepting of things like that, mm, I would think really hard about what, what, what is your church rooted in? And like, where are well, these I'd be willing to bet you any amount of money that he probably would have allowed it two years ago, but because the agenda with like now they're trying to allow children to get gender reassignments without their parents' permission and you know all of these things and the confusion and how teachers are telling parents, you know, like, hey, now if you're not bisexual, you're out, you're in the out crowd, you're not popular, you know. So now it's also um they're pushing sex. It's not just about you know, letting people be comfortable in who they are. That's also not what we're saying. Like, it, it's just, there's so much confusion. There's so much that's just like out in the open. It's causing mm -hmm. 
all kinds of mass hysteria, like literally, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, that's, that was one of the other, um, so like for me, divorce, like God, so like divorce, if you, if, if a man marries a woman that's been divorced, he is committing adultery, right? Like, so it, the thing is like, we were, none of us are perfect. So the, the, the divorced couple that's now remarried to other people that are getting their baby dedicated. That's what I said. I'm like, so should those people not be allowed to get their baby dedicated? But the difference to me is repentance. They've made a mistake. They've sinned. They've gotten divorced. They've remarried but they are living now, hopefully they're repenting of that sin and they're going to live in this marriage the way that God wanted for us to live. Well, and it's also a curse to carry something that God did not intend for you. So if you're entering into a marriage as two non-Christians or as a Christian and a non-Christian or that, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess it doesn't say that in the Bible either. Like, yeah, God doesn't call for divorce, but you know, there's also, well, there are a very few, um, reasons listed in the Bible that justify divorce, very few, but marriage is to be between one man and one woman forever. And like, that's, that's a sin. That's a sin that I've committed, right? I'm divorced. I'm remarried. I, I just, it's just cause I said that too. I'm like, wait, what about these two people? Are they, are they hypocrites? Are they, should they be allowed? Right? Like there's so many questions and I totally understand that. Um, but there are answers to those questions. Um, I obviously don't have all of them. I'm like, I feel like I'm a baby Christian still. And there's just, I love it because I just feel like there's so much more to learn and so much closer that I'm going to get. And it's part of why I would never want to go back to another age. Like I would never want to go back to before simply because of how closely (laughs) my, I mean, for so many reasons, but you wouldn't want to give up your, the the spiritual gains, right? Like, oh, and uh, I never regret, like, I mean, I'm sure there's things I regret, but I like in general, there's a lot of things that I did wrong, right? A lot of bad decisions, a lot of no Christ in me, obviously. But like you said in the beginning, that's the whole point. Like we've lived it. We've been there. We've done it. We have felt it. We know it. We've hurt. We've been hurt. You know what I mean? And like for people that pretend like none of that's happened a for one, like that is why we talk about the things that we've been through or continue to go through or the seasons. But I say it a million times, like the transformation in both of us, even since this podcast and since we've been able to share more freely and not having to keep those things to ourselves. And we're not out here talking about it or posting about it for, for our glory. It's for people to see that there is hope. Yep. Yep. Period. Yep. Um, this, there's this thing I looked up and it was 10 ways to live with a kingdom perspective. And so one, the first one was fill up with God first, not the world. So starting each day, surrendering our pride, our opinions and beliefs by laying them down at the foot of the cross, right? By emptying ourselves each day, it allows the Lord to fill us up with his purpose, his kingdom perspective. Matthew six thirty three says to seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. don't let the enemy distract you. It's so important to be able to discern, pray for mm-hmm. discernment. What is God here? What is the enemy? Chaos is the devil's friend. Our enemy is in the business of distracting us in order to keep our focus off the kingdom of God and onto the worldly kingdom around us. Remember the enemy's goal each day is to come only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's John ten ten, And that's the only verse that Jonathan um, knows by heart. That's all. He'll throw that one out there every time I'm trying to, throw scripture. I just love how this Jonathan 
in church talk. <laughs> yes. Awesome. He was glad that he went to um, let God do his job while you do yours. We naturally want to control things. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, but the outcome of what is going on in our world is truly out of our control. Let God do his job and handle tomorrow while you ask God what your job for him is today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Arm yourself with the armor of God. Our world is facing a battle we have never faced before. It's important for us to guard ourselves in the full armor of God during this time with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the God, the shield of faith, and the shoes of the gospel of peace, praying always. To live with a kingdom perspective, you must remind yourself of the battle we are fighting in heavenly places and take your position armed and alert as a soldier for Christ. Focus on Jesus, not the wind. Oh, I loved this one. So when Jesus mm. called Peter to walk on water toward him during the storm, yeah. verse 30 says, when Peter had come out of the boat and started to walk toward Jesus on the water, that he saw that the wind was boisterous and he was afraid and began to sink. So at what point did Peter get afraid? When he took his eyes off Jesus and onto the wind. He began sinking mm. the moment he looked elsewhere. To live with a kingdom perspective, we must keep our focus always on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Be a faith warrior, not a worrier. Now, this is a huge conviction of mine because I worry yeah. so much. I am actively that worried about my Caleb, and it yeah. is not from God. All this worrying about what could happen um, draws us away from God and his faithfulness. Jesus teaches a parable about worrying in Matthew 6, 27, and asks, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. Worrying does not change anything. It certainly does not change our current situation, nor change the outcome. To live with the kingdom perspective is to have faith that he is in control and taking care of everything, even when our eyes cannot see it. That's, I mean, it's honestly, it's so, it's such a beautiful gift that he doesn't want us to have to worry because we are not in control. No, a worry cannot add a moment to your life, Right. Um, remember who God is having a kingdom perspective is found in who you are believing in. Are you believing in the news or the government? Are you believing in the maker of it all and standing on the promise of who he is? Remember, God never changes, even though the world around us does. He is faithful. He is steadfast. He is trustworthy. He is our shield. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate you, especially during, you know, the difficult times that we're in now from the love of God. Think on things above. Colossians 3.2 teaches us to set our minds on things above, not on things on earth. To live with a kingdom perspective, we need to be aware of what we are focusing our mind on, constantly talking about mindset and what where our thoughts are at, right? Are you constantly checking every update on what's happening in the world right now, focusing all your attention on the circumstances, oh. these outside circumstances? Take inventory of your mind and what you're feeding it each day. If you're feeling anxious or fearful, It could be from the thoughts you're feeding your mind. This is why Paul teaches us to think about whatever is true, noble, pure, lovely, are of good report, or if there's any virtue or anything praiseworthy to meditate on those things. I'm almost done. Drink from the well of God, not the world. This is huge. It can feel during this time that our lives have been taken from us. What we know is our normal source of life has been completely removed. This was during the pandemic. Our jobs, our social interactions, our travel plans, our churches, our gyms, our places of comfort. That was so hard. It was all taken away with taken away from us. Um, but to live with the kingdom perspective, it's important to drink from the life-giving well. In John 4, Jesus meets the Samaritan women to, at the well who went from husband to husband seeking fulfillment from the world and yet continued to thirst for more. 
Jesus taught her that whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. To live with a kingdom perspective is to draw from the well of God as he is the only source that will be satisfied. And then lastly, finding happiness in whatever happens and like, how difficult is that? But we must believe that in every happening that God promises, he will work everything out for your good. This verse does not affirm that all things are good, just as what we're going through in this world right now isn't good. Rather, this promise says that God will over overrule the work, even through the tragedies in the world to still accomplish his purpose. To live with the kingdom perspective is to know that somehow, some way God will work this world and everything happening in it for the glory of him. And it's all about giving glory and it's all about giving praise and prayers, even in those hardest times and, and just knowing. Yep, it is. It's just beyond understanding. Knowing. Yeah. But God surpasses all understanding, right? But God. Yeah. All right. Well, lots to think about. Um, you know, if, if you feel convicted by any of it, if any of this made you mad, maybe that's something you need to like look into, like dig deeper into that, pray about that, like ask yourself where that's coming from. Um, because honestly, nothing I said should be upsetting to anyone. Um, I'm fully admitting my shortcomings, where I've fallen short, that I'm a sinner, that I will never be perfect. None of us will ever be perfect, but that, you know, God's word rules over everything. Like culture is teaching us all this stuff. This is Satan. Satan is working to destroy, you know, what God has created, but the problem is he, he can't do it. The problem for Satan is that it won't work in the end. And so like, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, at the end of the world, when Jesus comes back to judge the living and the dead, where do you land? What side of this are you on? You know, like it's your salvation at stake. Um, so really do some praying on that. Yeah. Sure. Amen. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. We pray. Amen. <laughs> Awesome. All right, you guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Love you all. Monday. Later. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.